the college basketball experience, big 12 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Gotta do that. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Yes, Prediction Strike is the only performance based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use the promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more at Prediction Strike. We're also brought to you by SGPN. Yes, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So download that app for free today. What's up, everybody? This is Cameron Krog from Loyola Chicago Ramblers, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Shout out to the Broad Stop. Thank you, guys. Welcome. Welcome to the college basketball experience. Big 12 season preview episode. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick and we are talking big 12 basketball. Uh, the reigning national champions reside in the big 12 and that, that, that goes for the, the new big 12 and the old big 12. Um, meaning Texas and Oklahoma did not win a national championship. It was the Baylor Bears. Uh, my co-host here, I think he's a closet Baylor Bear fan a little bit. Give it up for the DFS god himself, the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Former former Herndon basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. How are you, buddy? What's up, man? I'm good. I think you're confusing me with Patty C. He is the Baylor fan, at least on the football front. Um, I don't, I don't consider myself a closet Baylor fan. I did respect the hell out of the team last year, Um, but uh, I got nothing. I got no problems with Baylor either. They're just, they're just there, man. I thought you kind of rooted for him last year. Uh, towards the end, I mean, uh, I had them playing Gonzaga in the final. Unfortunately for my bracket, I had Gonzaga beating them. So uh, no, I was rooting for Gonzaga in that game. You know, just uh, to win that pot. The hilarious thing is, in my bracket, I had Baylor beating Gonzaga. However, when I bet, went to bet this game when it happened, I thought Gonzaga's momentum after yeah. that Jalen Suggs shot would carry yeah. it over. So I I flipped. But my bracket looked pretty fucking good with ah, Baylor kind of head, kind of hedging your bet there. You know, I'm sure you won, you know, some <laughs> some some pool money. So all's well. But dude, Big Twelve is is loaded this year. 
This is going to be a really fun conference to watch. I mean, granted they are, they're, they're very top heavy, I guess. I mean, it's towards the top. These teams are, are dynamite mid tier is very intriguing. And even like the seller dwellers, they have a lot of new faces, a lot of transfers coming in. I think some teams like Iowa state K state, they might be able to make a little bit of noise too. So I am very interested in watching big 12 basketball this year. I think it's going to be a great season for the conference. I agree. Um, and we start off with the reigning national champions. The Baylor Bears. Uh, well, I mean, they lost some key players: Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler, <laughs> Macy Oteague, Mark Vital. All huge players a season ago. Yep. However, they bring in Kendall Brown as a the one of the top recruits in the nation. They also had Langston Love, but I believe he's out for the year. I think I just yes. saw. Correct. That's a dagger, but. I still think with Kendall Brown's into the mix, and then don't forget they went out and got James Aquino from Arizona via Georgetown, the hired <laughs> gun, the mercenary, and keep an eye on that Dale Bonner uh, transfer D two transfer, but I hear he can light it up, so might be a key role player for Scott Drew. He's always got a great eye on on finding some of these guys, <clears throat> but you're looking uh Adam Flagler's back. My uh, Matthew Myers back, and they still have George, uh, Jonathan uh, Chwamba Chuachua. <laughs> I always fuck up his name, but they also have Flo Thamba, who I think was getting better as the season went along, and then LJ Cryer. Um, I think this team, obviously not as good as last year, but I think they're still a threat to win the big t- uh, the big to be, win the Big Twelve essentially. No, no, I disagree. Uh, dude, you don't lose Mitchell Butler Teague and Vite. I mean, those guys are just, they were just great ba- college basketball players. Look, I know uh, we all we, around college basketball players, great defenders. We, we all have Kansas, I would think, or Texas winning it, but I'm just saying, would it shock you that much? Yes. If Baylor. Yes. Really? Cause I think Scott Drew's kind of like Tony Bennett in the regular season. They just, they have a, a, a knack for, for just playing good, great ball. No, I mean, look, I think they're going to make the tournament. Okay. But it would very surprise me if, if they have a better regular season than Kansas or Texas, or, I mean, you could even argue maybe even Texas tech or WVU or Oklahoma state or, or Oklahoma. Uh, You know, there's a very deep conference. I don't think they have enough. I mean, like uh, Meyer and Flagler, those guys were, were great coming off the bench. Are they ready to be you know, Mitchell Butler and Teague. I mean, those are big shoes to fill. I think you keep uh, an I eye like on Kendall guys. Brown. I think Kendall Brown could be a player for them. Yeah. I mean, that's a freshman, right? So, yeah. um, I mean, they need him to, to, he's a five-star. So, uh, you know, that's the, but they need him to be a, a player, a main cog in this machine right away. He's a six foot eight small forward I, from I, uh, Wichita. I'm going to say they're going to be right there with okay state and, uh, and Oklahoma, I'm not ready to, to, to ride off the, right off the bears that much. And I still think a couple games, if they could pull an upset or two, they'll be in the mix. You know, a I'm not a huge fan of, I don't know what he brings to the team overall. I mean, the dude can score. He's a solid player. Don't get me wrong, but just the fact that he's bounced around so much and the teams he's went to, it's not like those teams ever did anything. And, and they had talent. Georgetown had talent. Arizona had talent. I don't know. I, you know, um, I, I think Baylor's a solid team. I think they're they're top five, so like top half of the Big Twelve. I think they go dancing, but I think they're probably like uh, an eight seed or something. 
We shall see, buddy. But yeah, I mean, I, I would, I, I don't, I'm not picking the win the Big Twelve. I'm just saying, I, I wouldn't shock me if they were in the the talk. Two weeks left in the season would not shock me one bit. All right, but uh, but yeah, okay. So moving along, we're going alphabetically. By the way, we've been doing this on all of our previews. So next up is TJ Otzelberger. Might remember him from say UNLV or uh, I believe before that it was South Dakota State, if memory serves me correct, or was it North Dakota State? I think South Dakota State. Um, Sounds right. But you know he's coming in, and and once again the the current landscape of college basketball transfer transfer transfer. (laughs) So you look at what the Cyclones have here. It's a team of transfers. They're kind of like Oregon State of last year. Because yeah, 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 I mean, I think you'll notice that when we do all these previews, the 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 bottom teams in the conference, they're the ones that have had a ton of roster turnover, and that is certainly Iowa State. It's hard to make heads or tails. You know, they got a couple of nice pieces, and in, in Gabe Kaush here from Minnesota, and Isaiah Brockington from Penn State, uh, Blake Henson from Ole Miss. But this team did go two and twenty-two overall last year, zero and eighteen in the Big Twelve. I still say though, like I'm not, I mean, obviously the big 12s, but look at Oregon state in the regular season. I thought I caught, I was ahead of the curve on this. I felt like, um, cause I saw them getting close. Like they, they had a tough regular season. They wouldn't have made the tournament uh, right. without winning the PAC 12 championship. But when they threw all those guys together, it takes time to play out. But Right. It, it, you know, by the time February and March hit, I was like, man, this team is pretty fucking good for a team with this record. Could this be the case on some of these transfer teams? Um, and yeah, this- but I think the big 12 is so tough this year. They're not going to get the time or the wins in order to make the NCAA tournament, unless they go on some kind of crazy run like Oregon state. Yeah. That would, I, I think, agree. I think that's what's needed because obviously, yeah. I mean, I was about to say, I was like the dude, the PAC 12 uh, set records last year for wins right. in the NCAA tournament. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, you look and say, I don't know. I mean, I, I, what do you, what do you make of this roster? Could it, wh- what would be a great season for cycling fans? I think you're, if you're on the bubble, I think if you're on the bubble talk going from two and 22 to potentially making the tournament that has to be chalked up as a win. Uh, and like, you know, like I said, like when, you know, when we first started the podcast, like this, this conference is interesting this year. Cause we don't know what to expect from the teams that have underperformed lately. Go back a few years ago. Iowa state was a very, a very good program. They were, you know, NCAA tournament a couple of years in a row. I think they went a round or two at least one year. So it's it, it hasn't been that long since Iowa State had a good basketball program. Um, and I think this year there's some interesting pieces. It, it all just depends on on how they come together. And you like you said, it will take time. And I'm not sure if they have that luxury of time in a very tough conference. Well, here's what they do have going for them: experience. All right. Uh, Otzelberger added seven transfers who combined for 263 career starts at their previous schools. The group has Ooh. appeared all together in 478 games on the college basketball level. That is a lot of experience you are bringing in to Ames. So keep an eye on that. Um, if you're a Cyclone fan, maybe you get better as a season, and maybe well, you you have to love the fact that four of your starters, your projected starters, are seniors. I mean, granted, they haven't been with the program. Uh, maybe one of them has the uh, forward George Condit, 
but the other three projected starters that are seniors are coming in from other, you know, big, big schools. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you have to like the age and the maturity of some of these guys. Yeah, definitely. So Otzelberger, what do you think of that hire overall? How long has he been there now? No, this is year one. He was at UNLV, oh. but oh. he, uh, he was an assistant coach there. Uh, for a, for a, uh, a bit, I believe back, uh, I don't know, like a decade ago. So coming to Iowa state is ever gonna, you know, get like a big name head coach there. So I think uh, I, I'm not that familiar with his, his past. I think it could play out fine. I mean, we'll see, like I said, Iowa state was a good basketball program not too long ago. So um, I, I see what in his first year, obviously he's not really going the recruiting route. He only brought in one recruit, a four star who was actually projected to, to, to be their point guard, Tyrese Hunter. Um, I would like to see building the program more from the ground up a little bit. I don't mind transfers in year one because you know, you don't, you gotta still fill out a roster, but bring in some more recruits and kind of build them up through the program, uh, you know, in conjunction with the transfers. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. I want to tell you that the college basketball experience, big 12 preview is brought to you by win bet, ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from college football, co- uh, college basketball, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and more. WinBet has some awesome brand new bonuses too. New users can bet one dollar and win a hundred on any sport. Plus, you can get up to fifteen hundred dollars as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of twenty dollars or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet win will match it two hundred percent. Means you throw down a hundred bucks, they're going to give you two hundred as a free bet. Max wager for that is 750, i.e. $1,500 match. Uh, great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to live in game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. Ready to play? We'll sign up today to receive a special offer a risk free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com to start winning today. All right. Uh, are we at the point where we should just say we have a final four team here next up <laughs> alphabetically is uh, the Kansas Jayhawks and bill self. I think uh, a lot of these guys, John Calipari, I think a lot of these coaches realized, Hey, we need to get into this transfer portal thing. And well, they didn't dip their toes in. They, they took a, a cannonball off the high dive. <laughs> yeah. And they go out and they, first off they get J, uh, Jalen Coleman lands from Iowa state going within conference. Brutal. I, I never like to see that for some reason. Yeah. Brutal. They also grabbed cam Martin from the D two level where he uh, only averaged 25 points a game, nine boards. They also got Joseph Yasufu from Drake. And if you remember Drake last year, he was a baller, baller, made the NCAA tournament. And then Remy Martin from Arizona state who averaged just about 19 points a game, hit a couple game winners. Um, And then they brought back a slew of great players. Uh, David McCormick is back. The senior big man, 13.6 boards, one block a game. Jalen Wilson, the redshirt sophomore power forward. Yeah. 
And then Akbaji at 14 points a game as I mean, just you look and they still have Christian Braun. They have, he was a very nice player. Last yeah. Year. They even have Mitch Lightfoot still. I mean, like <laughs> they, they, they have just a slew and then they have a nice freshman class coming in. This team is absolutely loaded, Nick. And uh, I mean, I think you can make a case for a national championship in Lawrence. Yeah, certainly. I think uh, if you look at the overall college basketball landscape, there's probably four or five teams that kind of stand out above others. Kansas is definitely on that level. This is certainly a final four caliber team and they have a good chance to win it all. Uh, I mean, the front court of Wilson McCormick, you're not going to get much better than that. As long as Martin and Yasufu can come in. Uh, the only thing that, that scares me a little bit is both guys are only six foot. So you kind of have a shortish backcourt, but Agbaji is, is six, five. He's a senior guard. And then you can also bring six, five Christian Braun. Who's also a guard off the bench. Uh, there's not a whole lot of weaknesses here. Um, the only thing I can think of is that there's only one ball and you don't know how these guys are going to get along, you know? So the only potential issues may be on the chemistry front, but looking at the roster. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to like, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see the the race between them and Texas and we'll touch more on Texas in a mi- in a bit here, but just a loaded lineup. I actually think I can't recall a time with the NIL deal. I don't know what it is, but so many of these heavyweight schools, uh, it's, I feel like we're watching college basketball in 95 right now, because you look at UCLA, you look at Texas, you look at Kansas, you look at, uh, you know, Michigan, some of these teams, you, they're just loaded Gonzaga. Um, I, I think the Jayhawks it's final four or bust, right? Definitely. You know, I mean, come on, it's Kansas. You know, you're you're not happy with Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> yeah. You're not happy with Elite Eight. Uh, you want to make the Final Four. You want to hang banners. Um, and this team is definitely capable of doing that. So they they'll they'll certainly be very interesting. To watch they start off opening night against Michigan State, where I think they'll be, you know, a sizable favorite. And uh, we can see from the get go how those guys like Remy Martin and Joseph Yasufu are, are fitting in. I mean, that's the great thing about Kansas is that even though they brought in a bunch of transfers, they also have established players there. They have four or five guys who have been there for a couple years who are very good basketball players. So they have a good mix. Yeah. Um, let's switch over and talk their rivals. Remember the last time they, uh, one of the last times they played like one in the past three or four times they've played uh, fight. Yes, a great fight where uh, someone picked up a chair. And it was fantastic for the sport, in my opinion. But uh, their rivals, the Wildcats, Bruce Weber's bunch. It's funny. I was listening to him at Media Day. He was pretty optimistic about his team. Um, maybe. I know they were young last year, Nick. And I know Mark Smith coming in, uh, Ismail Mossad coming in, Marquise Knoll. You know, uh, these guys could all hit for them, I feel like. But uh, you look at this team, and, and Nigel Pack is back, and that guy was impressive last year as a freshman 12.7 points a game, four assists, about four boards, 1.2 steals. Um, they got uh, Mike McGurl back. Um, and then, like I said, Mark Smith, the transfer from Missouri, Massad from Wake Forest, which I know right down the road from you. Right. 
And uh, Davion Bradford, I think, is penciled in to be the starter. They kind of got some 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 young talent there. Logan Landers as a freshman might contribute some. What do you make of uh, this team? I mean, they're going to be gritty. I feel like a lot of these teams have always been gritty. So, wh- what do you right. think? They could be sneaky good this year. I remember doing the preview with you last year, and they br- they were bringing in like six freshmen, and we knew it was a rebuilding year. We knew they were going to struggle. They ended up going nine and 20, four and 14 in the conference. But some of those uh, sophomores now that were freshmen like pack or, or Davion Bradford, they got valuable experience last year and they played decently as freshmen. And then you throw in, you know, the senior, the, the red shirt senior McGurl in the mix and those two transfers, dude, I like Mark Smith, the guy coming over from, from uh, Missouri. He needed to get more minutes at at Mizzou. He's a player, and Masood he is he's very solid as well because I watched him at Wake Forest for a couple of years. So this team's interesting. I mean, it might lack star power, but I think the starting five is legit, and I think they have some interesting guys coming off the bench too. I'm curious. I think Kansas State could surprise some folks and overachieve this year. Yeah, I, I think- like them better than Iowa State. I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, it's the continuity is just so much better there than Iowa State. But right, um, and, and some of those bench players uh, that were uh, freshmen last year, even Selton Miguel, uh, and Little Rock was a decent mid-major last year. So Marcus Noel coming in there at fourteen points a game, six assists, two point three steals a game last year. Uh, that- I mean, look, they they lost one guy. They lost Montavious Murphy, who I think is replaceable. So yeah, uh, I, I think. They use this is a decent blueprint, I think, for how, in my mind, you should build a program. It is with its grassroots through recruits and also here and there transfers, you know, one, two, maybe three a year. And that's the mix you want. You don't want, uh, for me at least, you don't want 10 transfers every year. Granted, it worked for Oregon State, you know, but I think they're the exception to the rule. So uh, I like what um, Bruce Weber's doing at K State. Well, and Oregon State's coach had to do that. Cause the athletic director wanted him out. Right. So uh, he, he was for his hand was forced. And that's, what's hilarious. It was the same athletic director that covered up less miles things. He ends up getting fired. <laughs> and and uh, why am I struggling to think of my guy's name? The coach of uh, Oregon state, great coach came over from Montana. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. We're, we're, we're thinking college football, man. I can yeah. see his face. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay. Well let's, uh, let's hop over and talk. Oklahoma Sooners because this coach we do know Porter Moser. I mean, uh, I'm a big Porter Moser fan. I think he's a great coach and uh, I'm excited to see what he can do in year one, because yes, you lose Austin Reeves, you lose Brady Manick, you lose uh, Davion Harmon to Oregon and Manick to North Carolina, but man, he was active. I think he mixed in a good amount for a guy coming in. First off, he returns uh, Maja Gibson, he was a solid player a year ago for, for the, uh, the Sooners. Nice three point shooter. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Harkless, I thought showed flash, especially towards the end of the year. Right. Uh, um, and then they have, I guess they're going to pencil in Jalen Hill, but I actually think it's probably going to be the Groves brothers, uh, Tanner Groves, 17 points a game, eight boards. This guy was a beast in the NCAA tournament and his brother, Jacob Groves, both coming over from Eastern Washington. And watch out for the sneaky get here of Ethan Chargos, 
from SMU. I thought that was a nice land by him. And also Marvin Johnson, a transfer from Eastern Illinois, who averaged 15 points a game. Now who knows Eastern Illinois wasn't a great team there. And then Jordan Goldwire from Duke and a Juco transfer. Uh, my guy. Yeah. And a Juco transfer. So all together, I think it's a pretty underrated team. Now, can he make it work in year one? Yeah. You know, and he's also bringing in full recruits. So I totally get what he's doing. I mean, he's filling out a roster to be a competitive in year one, but also building the pipeline. So uh great coach. And this is a prime example of why the big 12 will be fascinating to watch this year. Cause this team and specifically, I mean, it's very, very interesting. I mean, you have all these transfers coming in. You got the Groves twins from Eastern Washington or brothers or twins, whatever they are. Yeah. Brothers. Twins. <laughs> Maybe whatever. twins. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and they, they balled out, you know, uh, last year. So this is a fascinating team to watch. I, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Austin Reeves was basically their whole team last year. Uh, he's gone, but it's going to look totally different, totally different brand of basketball defense oriented Porter Moser's a hell of a coach. This team is going to be very interesting to see how they come together. Yeah, I agree, man. And uh, wow. I mean, uh, this is, I agree. One of the more exciting teams to watch in college basketball this year, but, and you know, my gold wire, my guy from Duke, look, he's, he's not a great offensive player, but he is going to fit right in with defense oriented Porter Moser. And if he's a point guard there, He's going to be a good distributor and play and play just just dynamite defense. Two point two steals a game last year. Two point two steals a game. Uh, great addition. Um, I do think this team defensively is going to be pretty damn good. All right, folks. Before I get to the, the their rivals uh, up there in Stillwater, I want to tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing, and PropSwap is your home for the. Uh, for the best world series futures all season long prop swap customers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other betters like yourself. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and prop swap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. Uh, if you love sports betting, you need to be using prop swap. Every ticket purchased on prop swap can be resold at any time. So your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just has to improve thousands of betters across the country are shopping for tickets on prop swap every day. Get started today by going to propswap.com or download the prop swap app. Prop swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Um, and this is, I think another incredibly interesting team. And we are talking about the Oklahoma state Cowboys. I mean, uh, Cade Cunningham's a Detroit piston, right? He was uh, one of the top uh, players in the draft. Obviously uh, I think the top, right. And you think, Oh, they're probably going to fall off. Uh, this is a chance. This team might be better. <laughs> I, I was trying to tell anybody that would listen last year. It was not a one man show. When, when Cunningham missed a few games, Oklahoma state beat Baylor. If memory serves me correctly. Yeah. You know, so this is not a one. That was not a one man show. That was a good all around team. And the only person they lose, they lose is Cade Cunningham. And they bring in some interesting transfers to go along with all the people returning. I like Oklahoma state. I think they're a little underrated coming into the season. I expect them to be dancing again. I mean, they return Isaac likely and Avery Anderson in the backcourt. I mean, and then they add Bryce Thompson, the big recruit from Kansas who only spent a he was year a there. Five star yeah. five star just a year ago. Don't don't you know, just cause he didn't have a very good freshman season last year. Don't write him off. And then they have Matthew Alexander Moncrief 
who I thought was good last year. And then Caleb Boone. And then uh, don't forget some of these, some of these transfers, some of these bench players, Rondell Walker was a solid contributor a year ago, Bryce Williams as well. Um, they go out and they get Musa Cisse from uh, another big recruit from Memphis. That guy's a B six ten. I mean, that guy's athletic as all can be. They add Tyreek Smith from Texas tech. They had Woody Newton from Syracuse. Um, but I, I think some of these other role players like Rhonda Walker, Bryce Williams, um, Kayla, uh, Keelan Boone, those guys. Boone. Yeah. They, they, they have a talented, talented team. I think they might be even better this year. It's a deep team also. And you know, sometimes, you know, if there's not one focal point, I think the spotlight can be shown on the whole team rather than just one person. And sometimes that benefits the team overall. Uh, I mean, no, no shade at Cade Cunningham. I, I think he was a good teammate and a hell of a basketball player, obviously, but uh, I'm excited to see what Oklahoma state can do. I, I think they're, they're flying under the radar a little bit. I think maybe some people are writing them off just because Cade Cunningham is no longer there. And if people are doing that, I think you're doing that in error. Cause I, I expect uh, the, those pokes to be good again. Yeah. And, and the, I think 13 different players on that roster, 13 uh, players have seen major minutes uh, throughout their career. So it speaks he, to the depth of this conference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty unbelievable there. Um, let's switch over. And then this is, I think a very interesting one, the Texas Longhorns, Nick. I mean, talk about, you want to talk about the King of the transfer portal and uh, everything <laughs> as far as landing Chris beard, <laughs> now, another reason why big 12 basketball is going to be fascinating to watch and throw, throw in that whole, you know, Texas and Oklahoma leaving also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, Go ahead. Well, no, Go Chris, Chris Beard. Overview. I think it's going to be interesting because he's ne- the one year following their national championship run. Um, well, they they went to the national championship game, lost to Virginia in overtime. Uh, the next year, they had a kind of a bullseye on them, and they struggled. Um, yeah. And now, I think they definitely have the bullseye on them because they. I mean, everyone's got them preseason top ten. Some have them top five and, and you look at what they brought in. First off, they bring back Courtney Ramey and Andrew Jones. That was gigantic. But yeah. then, I mean, uh, this is, uh, in my opinion, this team won the transfer portal. Marcus Carr, <laughs> Marcus Carr averaged about just about 20 points a game, four boards, four, five assists, 1.3 steals at Minnesota with Richard Patino. He comes in Christian Bishop from Creighton, who I thought was a damn good player. 11 points, six and a half boards, one block per game. And then Timmy Allen from Utah, 17 points, six boards, four assists, 1.3 steals. Devin Askew from Kentucky. That guy was a freshman. <laughs> I mean, uh, then they get Dylan Disu from uh, from Vanderbilt who averaged 15 points a game. Trey Mitchell from UMass who averaged 19 points a game. And then Avery Benson from Texas tech rolls over as a grad train. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, this was an unbelievable, it, it almost seems like a, uh, like a dream team. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Usually dream teams don't work. You know, I, granted the original dream team for, you know, for the United States was pretty good, but they said the Eagles had a dream team when they brought in Michael Vick and others. And that just fizzled out. Um, like, I mean, you, you look and you have seven guys that average over, you know, over 10 points a game, obviously they're so this they're so loaded, but once again, there's only one basketball here. 
it's going to be fascinating to see how Beard manages all these personalities and all these very talented players. On paper, I mean, they might have the best roster in the country, but basketball isn't one on paper. You know, basketball it's a very team sport, and obviously, you need to have pieces that fit together. So that's going to be the fascinating thing to see if the if, if these all these individuals can come together as a team. Uh, I'm very excited to watch Texas here. Obviously, they have a very high ceiling, but could it implode as well? Perhaps. And Beard's not used to being the targeted. That's the interesting point right. I was trying to make there. But we will see. I mean, they they get Gonzaga early in this in November, I believe. I think the first two weeks of the season. The Can't wait game. to watch that one. Um, yeah. Um, uh, just I, I can't believe how many when when I okay first I think it was like you saw Trey Mitchell go there, right? Yeah. Then you saw like I think Christian Bishop, and you thought, man, he's getting some nice pieces. And then you saw like Ramey came back, right? Right. And then you're like, wow, man, he's gonna have a good team. But then like Timmy Allen from Utah transfers there, and then it's like Marcus Carr, and then you're like Devin Marcus- Askew. Yeah, dude, Marcus Carr was one of the best players in America in the first half of the college football, uh, college basketball season last year. He was one of the best players in the country. So yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, all right. Now let's talk about a team that many don't, doesn't think is fascinating to watch, but is it a big year for Jamie Dixon, Nick? Yes, very much. So I think when TCU hired him, I think he, he was coming back to his alma mater and they were expecting uh, better, better results than what he's produced so far. Uh, I've never liked him as a head coach personally that much. I, I mean, he had some good years at Pittsburgh, definitely, but towards the end of his run in Western Pennsylvania, he struggled, and he's been struggling since down in Dallas. And did or, Ben Howland set him up nice at Pitt? It's different to Perhaps. build it. It's different to build it. Um, this is uh, a crazy. It's hard to. <laughs> it's hard to look at this roster too. Um, much like Texas and, and I and Iowa State. Okay, Mike Miles is back. He was a, a good point guard for them a season yes. ago. Fourteen points yes. a game, one steal, four boards, three assists. But after that, holy fuck! Uh, <laughs> Shahada Wells comes in from UTA where he was nice in the Sun Belt. They were a pretty solid team, actually. UTA was. Um, Maxwell Evans transfers in from Vanderbilt. Damian Ball transfers in from Memphis. Um, uh, Xavier Cork comes in from the Catamounts of Western Carolina where he averaged 13 points and six boards. Uh, Manuel Miller, which I think was the big one. Uh, That's co- good get. He comes in from Texas AM where he averaged 16 points, eight boards. Uh, they get a Juco transfer in Soleimane du- Dombia. Uh, Jacoby Coles comes in from Butler. They still got Chuck O'Bannon, son of Charles O'Bannon on this roster. Solid contributor a year ago. Same with Francisco Farabello. Fuck though, man. A couple freshmen coming in. Eddie Lumpkins, another uh, uh, veteran on that bench. I, this is hard, man. This is much like Oregon state. I'll put them in the same bin as Iowa state. Uh, uh, despite Dixon yeah. being there a long time and also Berger not, I don't know what the hell to make of this. <laughs> yeah. There's a one to two or maybe even three teams, you know, depending on the conference in each conference where it's just roster turnover to the extreme and anybody <laughs> that's trying to tell you how the team's going to be 
before the season starts is it, it, nobody knows. I mean, come on. Uh, how could you? Um, I don't know. I, I don't expect TCU to be great this year. We'll have to see how it plays out. <laughs> I mean, what can you say about a team with this much turnover, yeah. especially with like Juco guys and guys coming in from UTA or, or Western Carolina, you don't know how they're going to be in the big 12. They, so they, it's, they have it's 10 very hard new to players, man, 10 new players. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, welcome to college basketball in 2021. So I, I'm going to say they so. missed the tournament and maybe they're an, yeah. uh, maybe they're a tough out night in night out. Maybe I don't know a best case scenario. Tough I out guess. night in night out. Yeah, right. I mean, I wouldn't expect them to make the tournament. I mean, what what has Jamie Dixon done there? Has he made a tournament yet? I think, I don't think once. So. I think Did once. He make once. Yeah, he made one. Okay. Uh, now nah, I wouldn't. Ex- I, I would expect TCU to be a bottom bottom three teams in the conference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, folks. I want to tell you that the college basketball experience, Big Twelve, we've still got a couple teams to talk about here. But we're brought to you by Prediction Strike. Do you wish you could have had, a, had some stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well, now Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. People, Prediction Strike lets fans create por- portfolios of their favorite athletes so you can make money uh, or, or, and get even closer to the game. Essentially, don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply download Prediction Strike's new and easy to use app from the App Store or sign up at PredictionStrike.com to create an account. Use the promo code SGPN, then deposit your funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players, just like you would with real stocks. The value of players will change based upon game performance and supply and demand, and you can trade shares of your players anytime. As long as the player's not playing in a game, sign up today. Uh, and like I said, the promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share of a deposit of $20 or more. And while you're at it, make sure you get us. Yes. The SGPN app is now live in the app store and Google play store. It's free to download. You'll get access to all of our picks. Me and NC Nick, Patty C been making every, handicapping every single college basketball game for the past four years. Never had a losing season. You'll get access to all those picks and and our locks, which we've been fantastic on our locks percentage wise. Don't forget to toss up an app review, an app review, and download the SGPN app today. I'm curious what you're doing here. We look at a team like Texas Tech, and you think, man, they lost uh, Chris Beard. Uh, you know, they lost PV to TCU. They lost, uh, just a, a, a few different pieces seem like McClung, yeah, McClung Edwards. Edwards to Houston. Um, just, uh, uh, once again, <laughs> I'm counting, uh, what, two, three, eight new players. <laughs> At least they have, uh, you know, three starters in Terrence Shannon, Kevin McCullough and Santos Silva, who are good college basketball players. At least that's like the nucleus of the team. I, I imagine they'll all be captains and they can, you know, help the, all the newcomers get acclimated to life in West Texas. At least they have that. And, and th- you know what, that's not a bad place to start a team. I mean, those, those guys, uh, I mean, McCullough and Shannon were over 10 points a game. Santos Silva was at, was, you know, eight points a game, six boards a game. He's a solid big man. If they can add some pieces to that, which, you know, th- wait, they did in Kevin O'Banner. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Kevin O'Banner, the oral Roberts transfer who lit up Ohio state and Florida, by the way, 19 points a game, 10 boards. This guy's a player. 
Um, I'll say that. I, I think actually you're going to probably find that Marco Santos Silver is going to be on the uh, uh, coming off the bench. I think it's going to be Kevin O'Banner. What's that? I think O'Banner and, and Santos Silva can play together. I think uh, Santos Silva can be the the center, and and O'Banner can be what, the power what forward. What about the, they like also brought this, in Bryson Williams though from UTEP, who averaged fifteen point seven boards. Yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't watch a whole lot of UTEP last year, to be honest with you. Uh, I know Santos Silva is an established, solid player in the Big Twelve Conference. I don't know about Bryson Williams. Uh, it, I guess that's a good problem to have. If you got a, yeah. you got you know some some front court depth, one of those guys comes off the bench. That's a good thing. Well, they also got Davion Warren who lit it up at Hampton. Maybe that could maybe that guy could come in and, and light <laughs> it up. And then uh, Sadar Calhoun, you saw him at Florida State. Um, yeah, he you know he, he was inconsistent, but he he flashed some potential. Daniel Bacho from Arizona and Adonis Arms from Winthrop, where he averaged ten points at Winthrop. It's actually a decent team. Also, I I didn't even hit on Malik Wilson coming in from Louisiana. Lafayette was yeah. pretty good last year. Thirteen yeah. points a game, five boards, three assists, two steals, one block. Damn, he does everything. Um, I actually like the starting five. Like the they're actually like the eight man rotation. I think is really good. It could be. I mean, there's unknowns, and there's also like some other teams, there's a lot of people meshing and you know that, like you said, it takes time. Like you with, you mentioned Oregon state. So, um, but I think the nucleus of the team is at least intact, those three guys. So I think Texas tech, yeah, that, I think they can look at, at possibly making a tournament here. Yeah, no, I think they're in this year. I yeah. think Mark Adams will get them in as long as he can coach a little bit, because I, I think this team is talented. Well, I think the big 12 probably gets seven, seven of the, of, of the 10 in. So, and I, I definitely think that Texas tech is, is within that seven. Sure. Uh, well, uh, so you're saying K state, not in, I'm saying K state TCU, Iowa state out. Interesting. We will see last team to, to talk about here is the West Virginia Mountaineers, Bobby Huggins bunch. I did like what Bob Huggins saying. And when they're talking about, uh, you know, the, the power conferences to, to, to join their own, th- leave the NCAA. He said it would be foolish for us to leave. He's all on board with leaving the NCA, but people talking about ju- them just forming something where they all play together. He says, no, mid majors are great for college basketball. Uh, I agree with him. So hundred um, percent. Yeah. Uh, now we have uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers though. And that that's an interesting one because Derek Culver's gone. Miles McBride, Emmett Matthews, Jordan McCabe, all gone. Um but Sean McNeil is back. Taz Sherman is back. Those were key players a year ago. I do think he was hoping he was going to get McBride back, but it is what yeah. it is. Um, they brought in an old dominion transfer Malik Curry, who'd had a great year at old dominion last year at 16 points a game, 1.9 steals. Uh, also brought in a, uh, a DePaul transfer in Pauly Polycap and uh, Florida international transfer in Damon Kerrigan. I don't know. I know Kerrigan's a good defensive player, but uh, he got 2.5 blocks a game and 1.1 steals per game. That's a Bob Huggins player right there. Um, got a couple big name freshmen coming in or somewhat big name freshmen. And uh, what do you make of this team? I like it. I mean, I think it's a pretty par for the course for WVU. Yeah. I mean, sure. They lose a lot, but you know, I mean, Derek Culver on the interior, I think he even hurts more than McBride. Cause 
McBride was kind of playing the same role as McNeil and Sherman. I, I, I thought there was some overlap there. I think he can, yeah, I mean, he's a good player. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I think they can make up for him more so than Culver, but uh, the backcourt should be loaded with McNeil Sherman and Curry, the old dominion transfer. And also, I mean, if you're looking at just on paper, you see, you know, a new starter in redshirt senior Gabe Osibuyan. He only averaged 1.7 points per game. That guy's a player though. He's, he does all the dirty stuff. He's a defender. Uh, he's going to rebound. He'll be just fine there. So I like the starting five here. And as long as some of those other transfers, those red shirt seniors from DePaul and FIU can, can provide valuable minutes off the bench. I like this WVU school. Uh, I think they're going to be pretty much what they were last year. They're going to make the tournament. I think there's definitely a low ceiling for them. I think overall it's lacking, you know, top tier talent, but I think uh, they'll, they'll make the tournament and maybe win a game. What they got to do is get better defensively uh, in the paint. They averaged 34.5 points per game in the paint last year. That was the most Bob Huggins has had since arriving in Morgantown. So got to get a little bit tougher there, but yeah, I think, I think they're still a tournament team. Yeah. I mean, they're bringing in a six, eight, six, nine transfers. So if they can uh, pitch in on the defensive end, they just might be able to do that. Yep. I agree. All right, folks, but wait, before we get to the end of this, we got to do what we do every time and uh, predict our pecking order. I'm going to take Kansas one, Texas as two, as am I, I am going to take Baylor three. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Oklahoma state three. I have Baylor three. I will take, I'm going to take Oklahoma state four. I'm going to take Oklahoma four. Mm, I'm going to take Oklahoma five, Texas tech six. I'm going to take Baylor five, Texas tech six. Seventh will be West Virginia. Agreed. Eighth, Kansas state. Agreed. Ninth TCU. 10th Iowa state. There you go. I agree with your, your, you're in there at least. We, we agreed with a lot because of the top only in the middle there, it got a little tricky, but um, uh, yeah, well, I think most people probably projecting this conference will feel the same. I mean, I think the top Kansas, Texas, they're probably on They're They're the tier where like it's a, a final four is almost expected, right? Yeah. And then the bottom tier is that the, those are the same schools that struggled last year. So you probably put them in the same boat. And then the mix, the, the middle is, I mean, all kind of jumbled up, but once again, I'll say it one more time. This is going to be a very good conference this year. It's going to be very fun to watch. It's deep and there's just a lot of new storylines, which will make it fascinating. I can't wait for some big 12 basketball. I may hate on the conference on the football front, but basketball, they bring it. Uh, yeah, they bring it in football too, compared to your shit ass ACC. <laughs> but, uh, look folks, uh, the college basketball experience subscribe to it. We're breaking down every conference. All right. Every single conference we're breaking down. So subscribe to it. Tell a friend already. And, uh, yeah. Remember that uh, also su- to subscribe to the college football experience. We have both feeds. We talk college football, college basketball year round on each feed, subscribe, tell a friend, um, and get that SGPN app. It's free to download. Uh, you got no, I mean, shit, it's free. You get all of our picks, all of our podcasts, all of our articles, come play DraftKings with us. But yeah, all of our guests, you'll get bill bird talking March madness. We'll get Steve Lavin. We get Al Harrington. I mean, Mike Leach is on the show all the time. He's a big 12 guy was a big 12 guy. I should say, um, who else you're going to get all of that content 
right here. Um, so subscribe, tell a friend. Um, and if you do get that SGPN app, give us a, a five-star review, say some nice things about us. And if you do that, take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D show me that. And I'll send you a college experience t-shirt. NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give him a follow. Patty C's on Twitter. Patty C eight, three, one Terrell Furman is on Twitter at really rel underscore underscore and the college basketball experience new to Twitter and Instagram at TCE on SGPN and the sports gambling podcast network on Twitter at the SGP network. All right, folks, I can't wait 12 days away. This is the college basketball experience. Big 12 season preview. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.